You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 117 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the spare room studio again this week is my co-host Matt. Uh, well, hello, hello, everyone. Um, sorry, it's all right. We, we've had a, a bit of an unexcited. Uh, well, it's unexcited. not unexciting. It's an far exciting. from it. It's a very, very exciting start to the show. And uh, I've just remembered that I meant to uh, move my camera. But uh, anyway, good morning, everyone. How are we? I'm fine. I'm just actually looking. If you look at the widescreen shot, Matt, that poster <laughs> is level. Now, if you go is back it? to the widescreen right, shot okay, for those of you yeah, who are in okay. the uh, in the yeah, YouTube yeah. chat room, there we go. Yeah, it's actually that, level. That, on that poster one. is level. <laughs> See, that, you, that's level. I'll move my camera. That that'll that while, while while we're doing the stories, I shall move my camera. But anyway, so yeah, so welcome everyone uh, in the chat room who's joined us today for uh, episode 117. It's the 18th of June. And the time is just coming up to half past two in the afternoon here in the UK, where I can I must say the weather has changed dramatically in the last few days. Indeed, we've gone from glorious sunshine to rain, which is yeah. nice. But uh, but no, well, thanks for everyone again for joining us uh, this afternoon in the chat room. Got loads of news for you this week, uh, and loads of bits and pieces to talk about, including Farnborough as well and Riyadh. And uh, yeah, we've had uh, had a good morning this morning, hey, Matt. We've had we, uh, we had yeah. our both had our passes uh, for Farnborough uh, come through Indeed. the post, yeah. and uh, we had our tickets for the uh, Riyadh Royal International Air Tattoo come through the post as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But anyway, uh, we, we we have a special guest. We, we do. Who have we well, got? He's not, he's not really. He's, he's not, not really a guest, guest he's, is he? He is the legend a, that he is. And part he's of a, the show. He is part of the furniture, yeah. as, as you say. And it is, gives me great pleasure to say a very good morning or good afternoon, in fact, because I keep I get yeah, I'm, I'm auto, yeah. auto pilot on morning. Even though he's not in the UK, is he not? I do apologise. I thought you were here, Pip. Morning, everyone. Afternoon, evening. Oh, I'm at it now. Good, good night. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. No, I'm not in the UK. I'm in Munich, Germany. Oh, cool. Very nice. Uh, hen- mm, it's very hen- nice, yeah. Hence the decent Wi-Fi signal. I was going to say your, your your picture <laughs> yeah. your, your picture pip is crystal clear. Absolutely, it's, a, it's, oh, the, it's the best. Yeah, I'm in the Marriott Hotel Freising, just a couple of miles down the road from oh, Munich's main airport. It's a lovely old town. Yeah, wonderful. They they don't put you up in rough hotels, do I they? I should pip? hope not. No, that's not. No. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. This one's pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, have you had any time to do any? Um, spectrum. You had any time to do a little bit of sightseeing or anything? No, not really. I went for a run earlier on, uh, just through the old town, the Altstad, yeah. down the river. But it's a, uh, it's nice. In fact, this is the old, this Freising where I am now is the the old, I don't know what you call it, the throne, the seat of the last pope, Pope Benedict, was oh, cool. the, the Bishop of Freising. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, sort of stuff related to him, his old church and and all of that. But yeah, it's a very nice place. We might go into uh, downtown Munich later on, for dinner to have a, a pig leg. Sounds nice. Yeah, when in Germany. Well, absolutely. Eat a pig, as you do. I know. So, uh, how's the flying been going then, Pip? Had some uh, had some good flights this week. Yeah, quite interesting. It's uh, as you've probably noticed. There's a lot of storms around. Very unstable weather across uh, Western Europe these last couple of weeks. So, spent the days dodging storms, uh, looking at the weather radar. But yeah, it's been quite nice. Yeah, I must admit, I've been looking at the uh, weather radar maps online, and there's mm-hmm. uh, there's been some really, really good storm cells over here. Yeah, you've probably seen a lot of red blobs floating yeah, around. Yeah, a heck of yeah. a lot, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. fact, we were flying into yesterday into uh, Hamburg, and the, the airport closed just as uh, we arrived. So we had to sit in a hold for 45 minutes or so whilst they waited for the weather to clear off. Wow. Oh. Wow, sounds sounds mental. <laughs> so, uh, you, are you just waiting for that call then at the moment, then, Pip? Yeah, so I should explain. I'm uh, rather unusually on standby at the moment. We got in yesterday afternoon, and another crew took the aircraft off to St. Petersburg. I think they were going. Um, so, uh, we're here with no aeroplane. So, we're just on call. So, technically, your phone uh, I'm could on go call at any for moment. A couple of hours. So the phone might go at yeah. any second. No, that's but fine. I think I'm probably safe by now if it's not gone already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, so you're here for the yeah. whole show, Pip, hopefully. And, yeah, uh, famous we've last words. We've yeah. got, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, lots of news and stuff to get through. Uh, so we are going to start the show, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. Yes, yes, I am. And if you're ready, Pip. I am ready. Let's go. <laughs> So kicking off the first news story on this week's show then, on the breaking news travel site, and it's about the Egypt Air, the MS-804. Ah, yes, of course, yeah. um, and they've actually located the wreckage now of, uh, of the crashed Airbus and of the A320. They've also raised the uh, black box, I think they've, they've raised the uh, flight deck recorder, the audio recorder from the sea, and they've located uh, several main uh, locations of wreckage as well. And uh, 66 people were on board the Airbus A320 when it came down on May the 19th en route from Paris to Cairo. Uh, the Egyptian Investigation Committee said that the uh, investigators on board the John Lethbridge search vessel would now draw up a map of the wreckage distribution. Uh, the cause of the crash remains a mystery. Uh, a terror attack has not been ruled out, but uh, no extremist group has claimed the downing of the plane. Uh, so, yeah, I saw those pictures. Uh, I'm guessing quite a lot of you guys who uh, look at the Aviation Herald uh, website, uh, Simon's great site there, would have seen the uh, update on there and the photographs as well of the recovered, um, the actual recovered storage cell, the, uh, record, you know, the, the actual black box, which is orange, as most of us will know. Uh, did you see that uh, pip on uh, Aviation Herald? Yeah, well, I saw it on the BBC. Okay. But, uh, yes, that's that's um, that's good news. There's a few interesting bits and bobs from that story. You you mentioned there that no terrorist group has yet claimed responsibility, which I think generally has been taken as a a good thing. But actually, I read quite an interesting article the other day that um, proposed a few terrorist-based theories. Uh, and rather worryingly, it might indicate that this is a, a perhaps a new terrorist cell, or perhaps that ISIS or whoever have found a, a way of getting devices onto aircraft, and they uh, just want to you know keep it quiet, want to keep it to themselves. They don't want to advertise it too much. So maybe that's why uh, we've not heard from any terrorist organisations. But uh, of course, it's pure speculation and, and far too early to tell. I mean, part of me almost, I, I know this sounds terrible and I, sh I shall no doubt get told off for this, but uh, part of me almost kind of hopes it's something like that rather than a complete catastrophic engine failure. Stroke. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's awful either way, but, you know, it's just, uh, I, I, they're so safe. I mean, this sort of thing is so unbelievably 
so, well, so unbelievable these days. I mean, given given how technology's moved on and how amazing these these aircraft and things are. I mean, part of me is sort of almost sort of <laughs> hoping maybe that uh, that it isn't um, it isn't mechanical. But uh, mm. I, I well, now we've got the uh, the boxes. I'm sure it will be a, a very short space of time before we get a, a much better understanding of, of what happened. Now, as you understand it, the the wreckage is in um, several several parts uh, widely yeah. scattered which i mean you can read something into that yeah um you know you might expect in fact usually when you, you aircraft crash you find them in a couple of big sections you might find the tail section and the, the fuselage section all in one go but uh i mean it's been very quiet but it seems that it's uh in lots of different pieces all over the place which maybe indicates a fairly high velocity impact or some sort of um airborne breakup Indeed. So, and, and in fact, Jen has actually said in the chat room, she said, we'll know more when the data recorders have been analysed, of course. Yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I think initially they're being taken to an Egyptian um, centre to be analysed and checked for, for damage. Uh, so they may well be downloaded there, or more than likely I would have thought they'll be sent off to either Airbus in uh, Toulouse for, um, to be downloaded, or possibly to our very own AAIB yeah. up at Farnborough, at Farnborough yeah. Yeah, for those guys to have a look. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure it won't be long before we hear something. Yeah, yeah. No, well, let's hope so. So, moving on to the next story, Matt. This is all yours. Yes, uh, the next story. This, uh, as per usual, shock, horror, surprise, all of the <laughs> above. It is uh, a Ryanair story. This is on the Breaking Travel News website, and the headline is Ryanair rolls out new booking options for business. Travellers now have a story about business travelling with Ryanair, which I can cover uh, in a moment because Mother flew business class with them to Ireland, but we'll come back to that. Uh, Ryanair has unveiled its new Leisure Plus fare, offering customers a discounted bundle of travel extras, including priority boarding, a reserved seat and a 20 kilogram bag. Ryanair also launched an improved Business Plus service with flight change flexibility extended to two days either side of the scheduled flight date as well as on the day of travel. From today, Ryanair customers have a choice of three types of fare. Now, actually, I disagree with this because Mum booked this before she went to Ireland. She went a couple of weeks ago. So uh, this is a little bit late to the party, this particular headline. But anyway, Business Plus, which features security fast track, a two-day flexibility on ticket changes, as well as, uh, on the uh, as well as on the day of travel, which I think is interesting, mm. uh, a dedicated desk and free airport check-in. Uh, Ryanair spokesman uh, Kenny Jacobs said Ryanair is pleased to launch Leisure, leisure Plus. Ah, oh, now this is, this is different. Uh, leisure Plus, offering leisure travellers, holidaymakers and city breakers a tailored bundle of discounted travel extras. Following extensive customer feedback, Leisure Plus has been specifically designed for leisure, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, leisure customers, allowing family and friends to board first, sit together and carry, uh, and carry all they need, while already enjoying Ryanair's famous low fares on time flights two free carry-on bags and improving customer service. We've also enhanced our popular Business Plus offering, extending the flexibility on ticket changes from one day to two days, uh, either side of the original booked date of departure, as well as changes on the day of travel, ensuring an even better service for businesses of all sizes. Now, this is uh, perhaps a naivety on our point, but uh, I'm sure Mum won't mind me saying, obviously, uh, she has to use a stick. Um, to, to move, and they wouldn't let her use her business class seat um, because of where she was sat. So she had to go and sit in cattle class. 
Yeah, I was just looking on the in the chat room. Tony S has just uh, has put in there about uh, Ryanair being nice to passengers, mm. which um, like that, which certainly. they are. Um, but I'm sure, as we said, they said in the chat room that, that this service. I'm sure this was released last year. But whether the actual Leisure Plus thing is, is the new thing mm. or the yeah, that's right, Business yeah. Plus, but. Uh, but this is all about the add-ons and stuff being part right. of the price, okay, like the, yeah. the bag and the reserve seat, oh, the priority see, boarding. Right. Okay. But it would be nice if the seats were different. You know, if you're paying uh, for a lot of business ticket as mm. such, it'd be nice if you had a bit more leg room and uh, a wider seat. And uh, well, I mean, Mum enjoyed her experience on the whole. It's just, that, as I say, the issue is she didn't end up with the seat that she paid for because it cle- it didn't say anywhere on the website about her her minor minor mobility issues. Matt, was it a um, an exit row seat? Uh, yes, I think it might have been. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the issue. Right. Okay. Uh, you, you know, you need to uh, be an able-bodied passenger to sit in those exit rows. Yes, Someone you do. who's yeah, okay, you know yeah. physically capably, uh, mentally, of yeah. opening those exits in an emergency and not, right. um, you know, potentially impeding okay. other people getting out. Yeah, I mean, it's not that that was that was the the issue really, and I guess you know it's the naivety on our part because you just book a ticket, don't you? I suppose, and she booked it mm. based on the fact she oh lovely, you know, so a bit of priority boarding and all mm. this kind of thing, and then she wasn't although she got all the priority boarding and she was able to stick everything, you know, she was able to stick a suitcase in the hole for no extra money. Um, she mm. couldn't sit with the seat with the extra legroom, which which she she really needed. Cause yeah. Did you did you specifically request that seat when you booked? I think she might have done. Yeah, yeah because I, I'm sure right. it would have come up with a, a little yeah. ticky box right. that you had okay. to click on saying that you acknowledge, right. um, you know, certain conditions with that seat. Okay, well, we'll look into it again when... when, when no, I thought it's been back. many years since I travelled on Ryanair, but yeah. I thought uh, they had changed to allocated seating quite some time ago. Is that not the case? Is it still a sort of a, a bum fight when you get on the aircraft? I think you you can you can pre-book the more expensive seats, the ones yeah. that, that are overwing exit seats. And the ones at the very front of the aircraft near the entrance door. No, I think they do. No, they do all have. You do have a seat allocated to you, but it's allocated to you by them. You don't get to pick the seat mm. unless you oh, pay I, for I the extra. You, I'm sure you can pre-book because you can with. Yeah, no, no, you check. can pre-book, but only if you do the priority boarding. Oh, if you right. don't, if you don't do the priority boarding, they will allocate you a seat at the, whenever it is that they decide that they're they're going to they're, they're mm. going to do it. But uh, then, what's the point of priority boarding if you've got your seat reserved? That's been my whole, argument for a lot of years. The whole, yeah, the whole point of priority <laughs> yeah. boarding was to be able to get on the aircraft first and, and get the, the seats you want. For anyone who's ever, mean, ever flown from Stansted will know that priority boarding means nothing when right, you fly over yeah, there. I mean, the whole thing was a, a mockery anyway, yeah. the priority boarding, and it still is the way they board those aircraft. And, yeah. and, and Masher Mash is saying uh, that uh, you can pay extra uh, to select to your select seats. Seat. And also, the, uh, Tony S has said that the FAs check to see if you're able-bodied, which is... Mm. Which obviously is an oversight on our part. I, th- I think to, to to be fair to uh, as much as it pains me to say it, to be fair to Ryanair, mm. um, but um, you know. So moving on to the next story, yep. which is specially chosen just for Pip. Oh. Okay, new. Where's this from? This is from I don't know some website. New service for reporting <laughs> aviation safety occurrences. A new online service allows organizations and individuals to report aviation safety occurrences to aviation authorities. Developed by the JRC, whoever they are, at the request of the Directorate General for Mobility and Transport, and in collaboration with aviation authorities, it will inform industry and regulators about the potential risks and hence support their decision making. 
The new service will complement the European Coordination Centre for Accident Investigative, sorry, Accident and Incident Reporting Systems and shorten the process which is used to collect different formats of data and convert them into an occurrence report. This represents a major cost efficiency gain for national authorities and improves the quality of data. While air transport remains one of the safest forms of travel, expected air traffic growth in the next decades exceeding 2% per year presents a significant challenge to the EU's efforts to prevent an increase in the number of air accidents. To date, the aviation safety system is mainly a reactive and prescriptive safety system. Safety improvements essentially result from technology progress, compliance with prescriptive regulations and lessons learned from accidents. Additional actions are needed to avoid a rise in fatalities and accidents in the future. With this in view, the EU and member states have started moving towards a more proactive evidence-based risk and performance-orientated safety system. Such a system requires a uh, systematic and continuous collection of safety information to ensure that any new hazards or risks are rapidly identified and mitigation actions implemented and revised if found to be ineffective. In addition, a safety system where the EU and member states are aiming to concentrate available resources on higher risk for a better efficiency of safety measures safety information supports a risk-based oversight of regulated entities wow. bear with me there's just two more short paragraphs <laughs> the reporting analysis and follow-up of occurrences is supported by a broader safety risk management process that helps to identify the main safety issues and risks. This process involves continuous dialogue and full engagement from all involved, the industry, European Aviation Safety Agency and member states as part of the routine safety management activity. This includes feedback and lessons learned to improve safety. Uh, I'm not going to read the last paragraph. So, so when, I, when you sent this to me, I had to read this a couple of times to figure out what on earth it was talking about. Where, what, what, for you as a, as a pilot, like you, you, know, you obviously fly the biz jets and stuff, Pip. Um, I'd imagine it's the same for commercial, you know, jetliners and stuff. What is the, the procedure for sort of reporting uh, a safety incident as such? Is there a, a, a well, kind of I, I mean, every operator has to have uh, an implemented um, SMS safety management system. So they have to provide a process where you can uh, report incidences. Uh, you can do it uh, anonymously. You, there are certain categories of events that you have to, you're obliged to report. That's called an MOR, mandatory occurrence report. And currently, I had a look the other day. Our list of obligatory um, incidences ran to about 82 separate items. Uh, so you, you you report it as a crew member that gets fed into the safety department, and uh, the safety departments will then share it with the national authority, and then all those reports get collated. Um, by the national authority and shared between the, the member countries so you can identify trends and um, you know risks from all of that. Uh, what this is saying here, I mean it doesn't really give much detail but it's, it's suggesting that there's a, a new online system being implemented um, which makes it easier for smaller operators to uh, input into the greater system. I mean I don't give much detail here but what I do agree with here it's saying that uh, the aviation industry generally is quite uh, reactive. Mm. You know, we're pretty good at identifying issues once they've arisen. So, um, you know, going back a couple of decades, we saw that uh, CFIT ex uh, accidents and incidents were a big problem. So we addressed them. We dreamt up new technology, new procedures. Uh, more recently, we've seen a lot of loss of control uh, 
accidents and we're starting to address those. But what we're not particularly good at is um, predicting what the next big thing will be. Mm. Uh, and so I think that's what this is this is saying. We need to be, uh, you know, a little more mindful of where the technology is heading. Sort of more proactive. And, and what, what, what risks are going to come. Yeah, exactly, more proactive. Yeah. And, and EASA, actually, the European agency is... Um, it's definitely changing their, the way in which they, they view safety. It's traditionally been very, they just make rules for the sake of making rules almost. They're there as, as lawmakers, but I think they're recognising now that they need to be a bit more, as you say, proactive. Myla, um, in, in the chat room, Pip, Myla's just asked a question to you. Is, isn't SMS operator-based? Say again? Yeah, Myla's just asked in the chat room, isn't SMS operator-based? Yeah, so every every airline, every operator will have their own safety management system um, in place to to monitor trends and uh, collate data, and that includes fatigue reports. Um, but that's all fed in centrally. So for us, we're our, our national authorities in Portugal. So every safety report we write will also get sent to the Portuguese authorities. Because remember, we might not be the only one reporting that event. There might be multiple agencies all involved in that thing. Let's say we had a uh, an airprox event, perhaps a, you know a near miss, or just a, something a bit more mundane, a, a TA uh, traffic advisory, or uh, you know a TCAS event. So we'd report it. The other airline might report it, and air traffic control might report it as well. So the the national authorities then able to get those three separate reports, uh, collate them all together, and and come out with one sort of master report, if you like. There we go. Indeed, I, I, I always thought that SMS stood for short message systems. Anyway, that's, that, <laughs> yeah. that would just be text me. messages. Is that what you were getting at, uh, Milo? If not, then seriously, if that's not what you meant, uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I think no, you've, no, you've no, answered I'm the question. I'm just being special. And uh, <laughs> good night to Glenn as well. Glenn Towers, uh, he's he's going. He's it very is, he's very early in the like morning. One o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Or something silly where he is. Yes, absolutely. So next story on the this one is on the breaking travel news site. The headline e, uh, Euro 2016 EasyJet to announce scores in flight. Now, part of me is actually quite shocked that you that chose I've got this, this story. story I know. Um, it was a faux pas. Yeah, because you love football. It's your favourite thing in the whole world, I seem no. to recall, is it not? Yes. No. <laughs> so, uh, so as football fever spreads across Europe, which it is Except very much at the moment, yes. including our <laughs> lovely fans, yes. Uh, as in the, the uh, British uh, football fans. Anyway, uh, moving on, yes. <laughs> EasyJet has announced it will be keeping passengers updated with the latest scores of key Euro oh. 2016 games whilst they fly. EasyJet is ensuring its passengers and crew are not left out with the, of the action as they will be able to receive the latest scores directly from the airline's operations and control centres at its Luton head office base uh, during their flights. Nice. Uh, the airline is gearing up to fly hundreds of thousands of fans to games across France and EasyJet is seeing an increase in demand from customers for flights to and from French cities hosting the European Championship Games as football fans travel to matches across Europe. The scores will be relayed via Aircraft Communications and Addressing and Reporting System, or ACARS, messages. Uh, the only way to communicate with EasyJet's aircraft flying at 38,000 feet to airborne aircraft which it, uh, can then be announced by the crew to passengers who wish to know. That definitely wouldn't be me. <laughs> Stop it. What do you think about that then, Pip? Is that, uh, is that something you offer with uh, with SafeJet? 
<laughs> it, it is not, and honestly, it's not something I care for. <laughs> really? Um, I, I like the football. I'm watching the uh, the competition, of course, oh. but I think there's you know there's enough announcements and yeah, um, yeah. No, being bombarded exactly. with stuff yeah. on, on low cost flights that it is. And uh, no, if I was you know if there was a big England game going on, I'd I'd not want to to hear the result over EasyJet PA. It's something really? I'd like to you know catch <laughs> really? up on, on later on. I wouldn't you know I'm forever being having games ruined by people telling me the results. But right. with that in mind, I would just like to inform everyone, it's currently Belgium nil, Republic of <laughs> Ireland nil. Okay, you've heard it here first. So uh, oh, welcome no. welcome to a new listener in the chat room. We've All got right. uh, Dave David Batterby. He's in the chat room at the minute. So cool. good afternoon to you, David. Uh, still some unknown to me. Yeah, it's, uh, I, you I, can't get the chat room to I work. Can't get chat room Matt to work. can't get the chat room to no, work. No, no I've well. got too many buttons. I can't cope. <laughs> so on to our next story, Indeed. which is all yours, that, that Matt. That would be me, yes. That will uh, be yours. Oh, really? <laughs> Look, why did you... Right. It's just, a just, nice story. Is it, is it actually? It's just I get very nervous every, every time I see that first word. So it's the great breaking travel news. It's... Indeed. Uh, breaking travel news is the <laughs> I'm going to take that soundboard away from you. I know. Uh, and the headline is Ryanair unveils new promotion. Ryanair has launched a drive and fly promotion. That sounds like something that ought to involve food. Maybe not if it's Ryanair. Uh, promotion offering the first 10,000 customers to hire a car using Ryanair's car service a 10 euro discount off their next Ryanair flight. Powered by Car Trawler. Ryanair Car Hires offers uh, customers a direct connection to over 1,500 leading and independent car retail agents in over 30,000 airport and city locations across 174 different countries. The Drive and Fly promotion runs until Tuesday the 30th of June and the flight discount will be valid for booking flights for travel before the 1st of December 2016. Customers should log on to Ryanair.com today to book their car hire and save even more on their flights. Ryanair's Robin Keeley said that Ryanair customers already enjoy the lowest fares in Europe and now we're offering an even, che even cheaper getaways with our drive and fly promotion. The first 10,000 customers to make their car hire booking on Ryanair.com website before the 30th of June will receive, a 10 will receive 10 euros off their wow. next Ryanair flight. Uh, customers should log on to the Ryanair.com website and help further drive down the cost of their break. So now fly I, drive. I mean, this, I has been, want, this has been going for years, fly drive. Well, it has, especially, but not so much here, more in the States. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but uh, I wonder if they've done it perhaps because um, it hasn't been particularly successful where they moved away from Hertz. Um, oh, the, uh, the, the affiliation they have with yeah, Hertz. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd hired several cars through, um, through Hertz via Ryanair, and, and they were quite, quite reasonable diesel. But we, we covered a story on last week's show, if you remember, about that we Ryanair did. are going to be doing hotels and stuff like that. They're yes. going to be doing a whole... Sounds everything. terrifying. Sounds absolutely um, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps Ryanair will open their own hotel. Like oh, the, well, the EasyJet did. Ryanair Hotel. EasyJet did, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, yeah EasyJet have got Easy Hotels. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't like, imagine what the Ryanair ones I, would be I, like. I always feel a little <laughs> uncomfortable when, they, when, when it, you know, it's an easy hotel. It's like, oh, I see. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a relaxed place to go out. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, to be fair, this is something airlines have been doing for years anyway. Yeah. You know, go onto the British Airways website and they'll try and flog you car hire and, and hotels and all the rest of it. So, yeah. And I think Ryanair has been doing it for years as well. It's just... Uh, it's, it's sort of been brought yeah, so just, to the forefront. You know, yeah. Just a new promotion, ten euros off. Doesn't seem a particularly great promotion. No, no not at all. No, not not no, the exchange rate as it is at the moment. No, anyway, no, so, so you guys, I mean, you must get something from Ryanair in return for all the advertising <laughs> you do for them. Do you know what we should do? You're yeah, almost your, do. their greatest proponents, are you guys? <laughs> 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he makes I'm a look, good point. I'm he makes a good to point. The, the, the time that next time I do, I'm, I'm absolutely terrified that if I do go on a Ryanair flight, I'm going to be recognised. <laughs> I'm absolutely terrified. You know, I certainly don't wear my t-shirt. Let's put it that way. How is your t-shirt, by the way? Did you, you know, is, is it is it making an excellent rag now? <laughs> Pip. Yeah, thanks yeah, for that, I, I think we're using it as a dog blanket. Splendid, oh, absolutely. It's the only wonderful. way forward. Yeah. I can't wait to send you your replacement one, Pip. Yes, absolutely. Actually, logos for it. Yeah. Masha's actually put in the chat room, she said, uh, will a discount be paid out in scratch cards? Possibly. I hope yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, it probably yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I like it. So, moving on to the next story, which... Yeah, before, uh, before we're all which you know, is, sued. <laughs> which is all yours, Pip. <laughs> okay. This is... Aircraft noise may cause hypertension and organ damage. Oh, splendid. <laughs> yeah, that's good news, isn't it? Uh, is living near an airport bad for your health? A no. Swedish research team recently uncovered an increase in both hypertension and asymptomatic organ damage in those who were exposed to aircraft sounds over prolonged periods of time. In 2013, there were 64 million takeoffs and landings, a 1.2% rise from 2012. Uh, the International Civil Aviation Organization believe that this figure is likely to double in the next two decades. With airports multiplying and expanding, more and more people are exposed to aircraft noise on a regular basis. Exposure has previously been associated with sleep disturbances, breathing problems during the night and nervousness. Emerging research suggests that aircraft noise might have significant physical effects on individuals who are subjected to the highest levels of noise. For instance, a Swedish study published in Epidemiology in 2007, it's a great magazine, that, by the way, I read it regularly, <laughs> uh, using more than 2,000 participants, found an association between long-term aircraft noise and hypertension. Hypertension is high blood pressure, I think, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. yeah. Similarly, a study using data from more than 6 million individuals published in the BMJ in 2013, another great magazine, yeah. found that individuals who lived in areas with the highest levels of noise exposure had a 3.5% increased cardiovascular hospital admission rate. I have to confess, I do often quite read the British Medical Journal because we do actually have it at home. Hmm. <laughs> no, we actually do because mum, mum, mum is a, a, an ex-madwife, as I call her. <laughs> Not that that's uh, got anything to do with this, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, well, I won't read the rest of it. I think you, I think you get the... Well, we can, actually, pop that picture on the screen. You pop that picture yeah, on the so, screen, yeah, Matt. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be my, I, might be my idea of a perfect home. Really? That there. Well, you see, yeah, that just give me, that'd give oh, me a headache. Yeah, absolutely. That would be lovely. I'm not sure that uh, Gemma would like that very much, but no, for me, would, that yeah. would be a perfect home. Yes, but, okay. Uh, yeah. Nor, I, I, I can't think you, you can blame aircraft noise... Uh, maybe it's a small factor in um, general poor health, but I don't think you could solely blame aircraft noise and disturbances for uh, high blood pressure it, it, and it, organ it, damage. I mean, that sounds a bit... It seems very extreme. I can't help extreme. but feel these, these people who are doing the research on this are perhaps looking for deeper pocket, pockets to merrily sue. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. sort of, that's... Here's my thoughts. If you're living near an airport, those areas tend to be... Affluent? I don't want to, well, no, well, no, the opposite of affluent. <laughs> oh, right, to okay. be, you know, uh, really? in the city areas or poorer areas. You know, I don't want to offend anyone, but that's just the way it is. You know, what are you trying to say about Who wants to live near an airport? Okay, so the houses <laughs> tend to be, you know, so on the sort of the social scale, they tend to be people living there at the, you know, the other end mm. rather than the, the more affluent end. Yeah. We know what and you're it's saying. just a, a fact mm. of life, unfortunately, 
that um, those people tend to have more uh, health issues yeah. and, and generally shorter lifespans and yeah. possibly that you know aircraft noise and, and disturbances and, and long-term poor sleep would be one contributing factor right to that yeah. but I, I don't but, think you, but it, do, it you, doesn't directly you know that the aircraft and stuff go i cannot see how they could successfully prove that it directly affects you know their 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 life if you see what i mean it's like i can't see how they would be able to prove that you know what i mean mm. anyway i wouldn't want to live near an airport so no. i think you're mad carlos all right okay yeah. that's just me yeah. then this this, this, this is the guy, this is the guy that the the, the lovely Gemma will lose for at least <laughs> three or four hours during his holiday where he goes and sits at the airport for a bit well she's losing me for two weekends next month Oh, of course she is. Yeah, well, she's probably both quite. Away. Look, she's probably quite looking yeah. forward to that. To be fair, I know. peace and quiet. But uh, anyway, yes. On to the next, next story. Next story is yeah. on the Breaking Travel News site, and the headline: London Stansted launches final phase of in- infrastructure improvements. So, London Stansted, uh, their transformation program enters its latest uh, and phase of uh, a number of new multi-million-pound projects to enhance customer service and security at the airport. Uh, that get away under head, uh, underway ahead of the main summer getaway this year. Uh, the new developments help build a short and medium-term operational cap- uh, capacity at the airport to keep pace with increasing passenger demand. Uh, the projects include changes to the layout and operation of the security area, uh, a significant increase in number of seats available, good, and uh, in the main departure lounge because uh, they really do need that because there is a shortage of seats there I can yeah, definitely uh, yeah. put my hand up for that yeah. uh, in addition to two not as bad as Luton I no Luton's stress. even worse yeah, yeah. in addition to two Sorry, and a half people. thousand uh, <laughs> new meet and greet spaces uh, that are being created along with a thousand more short stay car parking spaces available by the end of July this year uh, to help but increase passenger throughput at the airport, uh, security screening uh, is also being put in place to ensure the airport keeps pace with security compliance requirements and work has begun to introduce a central image processing. Uh, this involves relocating the hand baggage x-ray review process to a dedicated central location away from other security related activity in the main search area. The £5 million investment will see the new technology apply to 13 of the airport's 22 security lanes, with three lane upgrades uh, complete by mid-July in a phased introduction to limit any disruption to normal operations. The security search areas will enhance. Uh, in, uh, the security search area entrance will also be subject to a redesign due to be completed by late autumn. And I've not even taken any meds as, at all today. Right, so it's quite good. good. <laughs> uh, Karen Smart, Stansted Customer Service and Security Director, uh, said that Stansted is already the biggest uh, and busiest single terminal airport in the UK, serving over 23 million passengers each year. And with passenger numbers forecast to grow rapidly in the years ahead, it's vital we invest in new technology and services infest. to ensure well, we keep uh, pace with <laughs> increasing demand while we, at the same time, improving customer service at the airport. Uh, the investments we are making are clear, a clear demonstration of uh, our commitment to driving service standards upwards by utilising the best technology available to increase the operational efficiency and delivering the type of scale of facilities that passengers expect at a major international airport. I've always thought that Stans is quite a breeze to go through myself. We've flown through there quite a few times mm. in the last few years. 
and for us it's always been a, a quite an easy process really going through Stansted but there's see as with most airports seating can be a bit of an issue in the departure lounges I think I, I, I mean I, I like I like Stansted I, oh, yeah. I, I've not really got have many negative experiences to do with Stansted uh, the only negative experiences I have was not directly their fault it was down to Ryanair you know, yeah, that's but, uh, that is one of the things that, that we were talking about. Uh, my family were talking about uh, on last week was that when, if you fly with Ryanair from Stansted, yeah, it's te it tends to be quite a long walk. Yeah, uh, yeah. to get your Same flight because the gates are yeah. quite a, quite a distance away yeah. from the main building. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, all part of the fun. So uh, next story. Yeah, next story. This is it's a low cost carrier story. Oh, hello. Breaking news. Oh, oh breaking Go news. Go on. Go on, then, Pip. Belgium one, Republic of Ireland nil. <laughs> uh, and there's me thinking it was something important. Yeah, well, apparently, to, to some people in this world, it may well be. We, yeah. It is an international audience. That we, oh, stop it. Uh, anyway, Breaking Travel News is the website. Headline is uh, Norwegian launches low-cost flights from Edinburgh to Barcelona. Ooh. Now, Barcelona, Barcelona is one place I would love to go. Uh, thank you, Freddie Mercury. Thank you. Uh, Low-cost airline Norwegian continues its UK expansion this week with the launch of its newest route from Edinburgh to the cosmopolitan city of Barcelona. Norwegian's brand-new twice-weekly flights to Barcelona take off, departing on Wednesdays and Saturdays, offering passengers an ideal schedule for a short summer getaway. More than 15,000 seats are available to book with the only airline at Edinburgh offering passengers free in-flight Wi-Fi on brand new 186-seat aircraft. Barcelona continues to offer something new and amazes visitors with its Mediterranean culture, tran uh, traditions, uh, gastronomy and heritage. The city's uh, modern modernista sites, there we go, see I'm getting there, Very including good. <laughs> Casa, Casa de la Puns, uh, are opening their doors for public visits and holidaymakers can also access a world of nature, charming coastal villages and vineyards, now we're talking, beyond Barcelona. The Catalan capital becomes Norwegian's sixth route from Edinburgh Airport as the airport is also considering new transatlantic flights from the Scottish capital using state-of-the-art aircraft such as the newing new Boeing 737 MAX, giving passengers even more affordable choice to the world's top destinations. Uh, Thomas, who is the chief commercial officer at Norwegian, said, We have major expansion plans at Edinburgh as our affordable flights are continuing to be a huge draw for Scottish passengers. Last year was our busiest ever at the airport, with over 20,000 passengers flying with us, and now holidaymakers can combine city sun and sand with Norwegian's new affordable flights to Barcelona. Norwegian already serves five business and leisure destinations from Edinburgh Airport to Malaga, Tenerife, Stockholm, Copenhagen and Oslo having flown more than one million passengers since the airline began flights from the airport in 2009. So that's good news definitely mm. for uh, for all those guys living up north then yeah, to be able to have that opportunity to fly yeah. with Norwegian. Because Indeed. Do they, do they have a, are they got many bases here in Gatwick, the UK? Yeah, Gatwick, yeah, they, they, right. they fly quite a lot of flights from Gatwick. They do yeah. their, I can um, see Pip nodding. Yeah. Transatlantic <laughs> flights from Gatwick. And eating, um, by the way. And yes. eating, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm fairly fairly sure that Pip... Toblerone. Oh, Toblerone. Oh, Upside down choice. Toblerone. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry, carry on. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I'm, pr I'm fairly sure that Pip has probably uh, seen one of their Dreamliners um, whiz past his, uh, his hawker at some point. 
<laughs> and they're getting they're getting more of those dreamliners all the time. Yeah, really. yeah, Norwegian the Dash are really expanding. Mm. Really, yeah. You know, it's mm. good. It's a, well, is it Norwegian that we're looking at? Where they're talking about going to Las Vegas? That's it. Yeah, yeah. The, the really yeah. cheap yeah. flights. Yeah, yeah, we covered absolutely. that a few we episodes back. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, yeah. it was less than less than it was a four hundred and thirty quid return. Yeah, it, it was stupid. something ridiculous. Some stupid. Really, number. really cheap. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anyway, oh, this is my favourite word as well. Next story. Bombardier. Sorry. Next story, yeah. on the Market Wired site, okay. and uh, the headline, Bombardier, CS100 aircraft. You Bombardier! Look, you look at it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bombardier CS100 aircraft awarded type validation by both... Uh, actually, is this Pip story? Or, I think or it's, or it's Pip, Pip story, story, actually. Actually, but, this you know, is your story, Pip. Feel free to steal it. <laughs> he, he had a mouthful at the time, so I thought I'd do the headline. Yeah. So the headline then, Pip, is... <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, the, uh, pay attention, Matt. The Bombardier. Yes. Bombardier. Sorry. <laughs> Bombardier. Uh, CS100 aircraft awarded type validation on both European Aviation Safety Agency and FAA. Hooray. <laughs> As the newest single aisle aircraft to enter service in close to 30 years, the C Series is readying to deliver, to launch Operator Swiss. At the end of June 2016. I don't think I read that sentence right, did I? Is that right? Is it really the newest, as the newest single engine, single aisle aircraft to enter service in close to 30 years? Really? Hmm. Anyway, Bombardier Commercial Aircraft announced today that its CS100 aircraft has been awarded type validation by, the Euro, by EASA and FAA following a comprehensive testing program. EASA and FAA validations follow the CS100 aircraft type certification awarded by Transport Canada in December 2015. EASA's validation paves the way for the delivery of the first CS100 aircraft to launch to the launch operator Swiss International at the end of June and the aircraft's entry into service in July 16. So next month, that'll be good. The FAA validation is a required precursor to operation of the aircraft in the US. In the same week that this is a quote here. In the same week that our C-Series aircraft surpassed 5,000 flight hours and the first Swiss aircraft readies for its first flight, we are celebrating another very proud moment with the receipt of the CS100 aircraft EASA and FAA type validations. I encourage our teams for... I congratulate their team, sorry, for all their hard work in delivering these latest significant accomplishments, said Robert Dewar, Vice President, C-Series Programme, Bombardier Commercial Aircraft. As Bombardier. we move quickly sorry. towards the delivery of the first CS-100 aircraft to Swiss, we are gratified that several aviation leaders are confirming what we've been saying all along. The C-Series aircraft will open up new opportunities for operators while delivering unrivaled economic advantages, performance, and environmental credentials. Ooh. Don't make me read the rest of that. No, okay. no, no, it's fine. <laughs> so, the, no, it's so fine. the Bombardier C series, then the CS one hundred. If you wanna, if you wanna uh, go and grab one of those down at your local shop, that'll set you back around about seventy one point eight million dollars. Wow. Uh, for one of those. Cheap at half the price. So cheap at half the price, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, sh I should just uh, point out, Pip, uh, unfortunately, when you were reading that story, all we could see was your hair. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, the, the, the text, the font was so it's small. It's very small, yeah. I had to yeah, lean read, in a bit yeah. to be able to see it. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, Sorry about that. We, we yes, have your better side. comments in the, uh, in the chat room. <laughs> we have nice your better hair. side now, yes. The CS100, uh, two pilots, three to five flight attendants, and 108 passengers. Wow. 
Um, they can have eight of those in uh, in kind of a first. Jen class. says, "Is that all? I'll take two. Uh, <laughs> and powered by Pratt and Whitney PW one five zero zero G engines as well. <laughs> so there we this go. is great. I mean, it's really going to save Bombardier's bacon, uh, as you're probably recalling. Yeah, they're struggling in a bit of somewhat. Mm. Yeah, uh, they've put a lot of resources into this, and if it didn't sell, it was going to be bad news for them. In fact, okay. you remember quite recently they've shut down or announced they're going to shut down their big Bombardier works in uh, in Belfast, Northern right. Ireland, yeah. with the yeah. loss of several thousand jobs. I mean, it, it, so they've got it a lot must, riding on this. It must be very difficult for... when, Because, well, I mean, we're forever reading stories out uh, involving either Boeing or Airbus. I mean, if you are one of the sort of like the, the out, not the outsider, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, B uh, Bombardier obviously is a, is a massive aircraft producer, but it must be very difficult to compete um, with the big boys, if you like, if you if you don't have those kind of uh, budgets almost to sort of play with. I mean, it's it must be very Well, difficult. that's right. I mean, you've you really got to have the financial clout to, um, you know, to see you through the implementation phase mm. of a new aircraft. And there are other operators out there, uh, manufacturers, Embraer, have been quite successful yeah. uh, Bombardier now. I mean, Bombardier were always very successful on the, the BizJet and regional jet yeah. market. Mm. Um, but to crack into the, you know, to compete with Boeing and Airbus yeah. is, um, sort of the big boys. is something yeah. else. And even now, actually, you know, the C-Series or the Embraers even are not direct competition for the, at least not the bigger Boeings and Airbus, I suppose it's a bit of competition for the A320s. 737s and the like. But, it, you know, it's almost a niche market, The uh, yeah. what these guys are attempting uh, to crack and, into. And, in, and in, uh, the, the train geek in me sort of says that actually recently I went up to the Lake District to buy a train to collect a coach actually for, for the firm that I work for. And uh, the train that I was on, which was a Virgin train going all the way up to, to Glasgow, um, was a uh, was made by Bomb Bomb Bombardier. Bombardier, yeah, yeah they so do so make I mean, uh, they, trains you know, as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And also... In fact, oh, sorry, Tony's just said that in the chat room. Oh, well. has he? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Um, also, actually, follow on from that, you sound about different manufacturers, Pip. Um, Russia, I don't know if you knew, Russia has uh, have just launched their um, their kind of, um, uh, you know, their, their bit to go head-to-head -head with Boeing and Airbus. And they've launched their own aircraft, the MC-21 oh. passenger aircraft. Um, that that, that's, uh, it's, it's kind of going... Um, kind of going in a single aisle mm. like the, the, the A320, mm. the 737 sort of style. Yeah, again, Russia have always had a, a fairly vibrant um, manufacturing industry on the plane front, you know, Sukhoi and um, Illusion and all the other ones. I suppose it's not been as successful um, in the Western markets, but certainly, you know, you go to Russia and there are plenty of Russian built aeroplanes for Aeroflot and, uh, you know, an S7 and those sorts of people. Mm. So that uh, the actual that, they've actually put this uh, the MC twenty one the Russian the new Russian built one they've put it in competition between the seven five seven and the A three twenty kind of size so yeah mm, you know there's a market out there especially these emerging airlines in the Far East in Asia China uh, Malaysia and those sorts of places you know if if Russia can flog them some decent aircraft for a, half the price of a Boeing or an Airbus yeah mm -hmm. yeah. Bet your ass they'll take it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah that, is, that is true. So next story, moving on on the Mail Online site, this one. Oh, it must uh, be true if it's in the Daily Mail. Yes, I know. It's one of it's one of actually <laughs> Stephen Grant's favourite airlines, this one. Uh, the headline, no refunds, flight delays, annoying fees. 
Tiger Air oh. is named the most complained about airline in Australia <laughs> as passengers' biggest gripes are revealed. So Tiger Air received the most complaints in Australia of any domestic airliner. Uh, most of Tiger Air's complaints were in relation to refunds from the airliner. Uh, Qantas and Regional Express have received the least complaints overall. Uh, Virgin Australia came third and Jetstar came fourth in the least complaints. Uh, 1,204 complaints were received last year, which is up 6% on 2014. So Tiger Air is the most complained about airline in Australia. Uh, but overall, its performance has improved. The airline saw its compliant rate, uh, or complaint rate, I should say, fall from 4.71%, uh, which is 100,000 pa- uh, customers, to 1.56 in regards to refunds, uh, and uh, from 2.28% uh, to 1.48% in relation to flight delays or cancellations. Head of communication for the airline, Vanessa Regan, told Adelaide Now that this rate was 0.005% of all Tiger Australia's passengers. Uh, She also said uh, this is extremely low compared uh, with many other industry sectors. Uh, Ms Reagan also added that uh, the year-on-year complaints have decreased by 36% and were down 45% uh, since 2013. Mm. Uh, So Tiger Air there, if we move that picture back up to there, you'll get to see there. Um, amazing logo there of Tiger Air. Matt, I'll just put it on the screen for those who in the chat room can see. I haven't actually, I've not flown with Tiger Air. I know some of my family have flown with uh, with Tiger Air right, okay. in Australia. And, and but, their experience? Um, but, but, well, they, they actually, they, they were on time and, and they, they got an right. okay. But uh, for Steve and Grant, I think it's, it's one of those airlines that they're It's a bit, not, like, um, a bit like Ryanair for us, I suppose, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we all have to have it. At the end of the day, we all complain about them, but we all use them. Well, exactly. And funnily enough, the next story... Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> right, okay. Is... Uh, the next story is on the Irish Post, which can mean one thing and one thing alone. You realise we're going to get emails about us bashing them now? Uh, we're not being bashed no, at all. Not. Okay, Ryanair announced details of 12 additional flights between Ireland, uh, between Ireland to Britain for October. Um, the No Frills airline has announced that they will add 300 more flights between Europe and Britain in October, whilst most of these additional flights will be to sunny destinations such as Malaga, Parma, Alicante and Faro. Faro? Faro? Faro. Faro, sorry. And Barcelona. Ryanair has confirmed that to the Irish Post that 12 additional flights will be uh, added between Ireland and Britain. The airline spokesman uh, said that from the end of October, eight more flights will be available from three Irish port airports, uh, Knock, Shannon and Dublin, to London's Luton and Stansted airports. There will also be two additional flights from Dublin to Edinburgh and another two flights from Knock to Bristol. These additional flights will only be available for one week to cover the Irish October bank holiday, 31st of October, and the Irish school's autumn break, which runs from the 31st of October to the 4th of November this year, said the spokesman. Ryanair recently announced that they were cutting the costs to check-in luggage by up to 17%, a saving of approximately £4 for a 15-kilogram bag. It's a shame it cost you 50 in the first place, isn't it? And then £3 <laughs> for a 20-kilogram bag for flights of under three hours in duration, which 
includes all flights from Britain to Ireland. So here's a breakdown of the additional flights being uh, between Ireland and Britain coming in October. So two flights between Bristol and Knock, two flights between Edinburgh and W uh, Edinburgh and Dublin. Sorry, one flight between Luton and Kerry, two flights between Luton and Knock, uh, two flights between Stansted and Kerry, and three flights between Stansted and Shannon. So it's kind of, if you want to get to anywhere in Ireland, mm, I mean, yeah. that, that is obviously several parts the, the way there. to go. You've got plenty to <laughs> well, choose I think, from. I think, I think Mum landed at Dublin. Dub, no, it wasn't Dublin, it was Belfast. Sorry, scrap that. Mm. <laughs> so Pip, the uh, I've got I've actually got a little story uh, to slipping on the end here. Uh, yeah, which is mm. a special story that uh, Pip sent through to me uh, earlier on this week. But Pip, you've got the next story? I would love to do this story, but, but I don't have the link. Okay. Okay. Do you want to read it? No. Do, oh, do you, incidentally, before you do. Yes. Belgium two, Ireland nil. Okay. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, and so uh, so the last story. Then I'll do the last oh. two stories. As, you know, it's just uh, me. Well, I can so do this one. If you like. Do you want to do that one? Yeah, okay, you one, do this yeah. one then. Why not? You know, yeah, the other on, one didn't go too badly. Uh, right, okay, so this is the streetinsider.com is a website, and I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Uh, GoGo, IBM's weather company, enter collaboration to improve aviation safety. Now, this is quite interesting. It's got uh, it's got Pip's call sign all over it, really, hasn't it? Each year, turbulence <laughs> incidences cost airlines approximately $100 million due to crew and passenger injuries, unscheduled maintenance, operational in uh, operational uh, inefficiency, sorry, and revenue lost while planes are out of service. In fact, studies have shown that aircraft in encounters um, with turbulence are leading are the leading cause of non-fatal injuries in the commercial airline industry. Dedicated to improving aviation safety, the weather company, an IBM business, uh, has announced a groundbreaking deal with GoGo Business Aviation that will enable the delivery of real-time turbulence reports and alerts directly to pilots, dispatch and uh, other operations personnel. Uh, Mark, who is the president of Business Solutions at the Weather Company, announced today at the Weather Company Aviation Conference that GoGo will be implementing Weather's patented Turbulence Auto PRR P-I-R-E-P system. Pyreps. Pyrep system, uh, mm. in brackets, TAPS, it says. A turbulence detection system, uh, sorry, a turbulence detection algorithm on their aircraft-based communication server. The TAPS software will reside on GoGo's server, which provides access to uh, the necessary data generated by the aircraft to create reports of turbulence intensity. GoGo's US-based air-to-ground and global satellite communication network is used to send the reports for immediate action in flight operations and weather forecasting. This is the first time a non-traditional system on the aircraft will be used to help enhance flight safety. Traditionally, flight operations personnel, pilots and aviation meteorologists received coded verbal reports with limited information on flight conditions, also known as PIREPs. Uh, due to multiple reasons, including a lack of cockpit data connectivity, uh, pilots were not able to get real-time updates using the GoGo network. Pilots in the cockpit will now be able to access real-time turbulence reports and a forecaster created alerts through Weather's flight planning and operations applications like WSI Fusion and WSI Pilot Brief and aircraft communication displays. Is this something you've heard about, Pip? Because you've done a segment for us not so long mm, back all about yeah. turbulence and stuff. Last week, in fact, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, no, I hadn't heard about it until mm. you sent me this story, but I think this is great news if mm. they can make it work. <clears throat> Having live turbulence updates, yeah. not quite sure how the technology works, 
But uh, if they can do it, then uh, fair play to them. Mm. Uh, it would be interesting to see how it gets shared between um, different airlines. You know, if, if everyone's going to partake in it, or you know, if you've got to pay to to receive the the data, or you know, if if airlines share it with each other. So I don't really know how it's going to work, but. Because I know, I know when you're flying now, Pip. I'm, I'm guessing that, that that most pilots do. If if you fly through some bad turbulence or something, you, you, I think you do you report that to, you know, to other aircraft in the area or. Yeah, yeah, we, we do tend to, and that's the, the main way. I mean, you get weather charts, for instance, which will give you a general indication of where you might encounter turbulence. Um, but yeah, generally, if we if we come across some clear air turbulence we'll we'll say so and we'll you know usually request a higher level right but um you know it can be a little bit tricky sometimes to to figure out exactly where people are calling in with the turbulence yeah unless you really um, get sort of gps coordinates coordinates sort of yeah no, unless, so unless time, you specifically maybe. ask you say hey you know that easyjet call sign that that called up with turbulence at flight mm. level 320 you know where is he yeah is he on our track you know he might be 100 miles away or he might yeah. be right in front of you yeah. Uh, so yeah. it can be a little bit tricky. But, I mean, detecting turbulence is, uh, well, you can't do it. I mean, you can't you can't see it with radar. You don't, you don't know till you're there, um, essentially, do you? No, you, you don't yeah. know till you come across it. You know, weather mm. satellites, for instance, won't pick it up. I mean, you can model it, of course, and as I say, you can weather charts will give you a general idea of where you might find it. And through experience, you might know where you're going to get it. But really, uh, you, you can't really get an accurate idea. Mm. So, like as you say, the first time you come uh, get any hints of turbulence is usually when you find yourself in it. Mm. So, yeah, if they can if they can make some sort of live turbulence database, then that will be fantastic. Mm. So, we've got one last story to slip in at the end of the show, and uh, it's one. It's a story that actually Pip sent me earlier this week, and uh, it's on the AIN online site, and uh, the headline. It's actually one of the. It's a fantastic airline in the UK and um, in the Europe actually. Mm. Uh, NetJets uh, partners with London Heliport is the headline. Uh, mm. The only CAA certified heliport in London has been renamed the NetJets London Heliport oh, cool. under a partnership announced this week with NetJets Europe. Under the deal, the uh, heliport will also feature extensive branding for both NetJets and its sister company, Executive Jet Management Europe, within the terminal and around the landing site. According to the fractional provider, the heliport is a key piece of infrastructure for those flying privately in the UK and is a prime link between the city and surrounding airports that NetJets Europe serves. In fact, number of uh, interlining flights from the heliport with onward private jet flights at airports such as London, Stansford, Biggin Hill, Farnborough, Luton and Oxford increased by 20% last year. Uh, NetJet said that uh, the helicopter, uh, heliport also recently celebrated its 500,000th movement wow. uh, over the course of its 59-year history. Meanwhile, NetJets Europe said that this year has begun with a strong growth period. Uh, the operator has recorded a 4.9% year-over-year increase in flights in the first quarter, uh, with an accompanying 8.2% jump in passengers. Uh, flights departing from London area also rose 5.9% in the quarter, while arrivals during the same period climbed by 6.5%. So a bit of a news there about NetJets Europe. Well, I have to confess, I mean, I don't know a lot about NetJets, to be honest with you. I, I, I just find the whole thing slightly terrifying. It's just like you know, helicopters and, 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 and airplanes being all in this. Uh, it's kind of a partnership, you know. Yeah, you, you can I, hop I, off I, one I, and I, hop on the say, other. I, I, didn't, I didn't realise that, that um, it was sort of something that they did both of. Mm. No, mm. No. Well, it's kind of why I included this story. I thought it's 
you know, NetJets mm. is probably one of the, the the biggest airlines in the world that you've you've never heard of. I don't right. Think yeah. No. No. I've like heard of them. No. No. And no. considering their size and scope, it's it's quite interesting. So, yeah. um, NetJets is well. There's NetJets US, which is the bigger right. entity, and NetJets Europe. But I think together, oh, there's also NetJets China. Yeah, uh, and wow. they've got something around something in the order of six hundred aircraft wow. that they fly, wow. which is quite know, a fleet. Uh, compare it to yeah, a fleet of six hundred aircraft. So mm. you know, there's well up there with yeah, I don't know the big American airlines, yeah. Delta or, or whatever, wow. or Emirates. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. think they employ something in the region of four or five thousand pilots. So Goodness I mean, they're me. a really big airline, yeah, big operator. But you, you know, unless you mingle in those sort of circles, no. Yeah, no, the rich indeed. people, you, you probably wouldn't come across them. It's not something I, I'm likely to be able to afford anytime soon, essentially. <laughs> no, but never mind. We, we, we live in hope. Anyway, that is where we bring the commercial section to a close. We're just going to take a very quick break, and we'll be back with some military right after these short messages. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Voices in Your Head. The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines well not anymore i'm steve visher and I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there we oh. go. <laughs> Hello, Micah. Hi, how are you guys? Well, we're very well. We're very well. How are things with you? We're setting up. I'm here at the Udver, Smithsonian Institution Air and Space Museum Udverhazy Center, right next to IAD Dulles Airport. 
And I'm here with Max Flight and David Vanderhoof and, and <gasps> Benet no. Wilson and Brian Coleman. And we're getting ready to set up our recording of the Airplane Geeks. I believe it's going to be episode 406 right here in front of a Folk Wolf E-190. Oh, my word. Um, so you've got all, oh, my God, you've got the Airplane Geeks guys there. <laughs> I do. I'll come and, over all uh, hot. We were, the, the museum doesn't open until 10. Brian and I were the first two into the museum. The empty space, walking around by ourselves with no one else here in front of the Enola Gay B-29 bomber that oh, dropped wow. a high atomic bomb on, uh, on Hiroshima on August 6, 1945, in front of the Dash 80 uh, precursor to the 707, the plane that Tex Johnson barrel rolled, barrel this rolled, beautiful yeah, big yeah. four-engine 707 that I stood at with, I stood at last year with Miami Rick and pointed to him, I pointed to it and said, My, Rick, can you roll that? And I think he could. <laughs> Hello to Max Flight and that. Anyway, get us, send them our regards. I'll, I, I, if, if it weren't that we were setting up right now getting ready, I would try to hand the phone over to him. Uh, I might be able to <laughs> get, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting some cold oh, stares from some people here and there for walking away, but I'm oh, okay. And, I, okay. And, I, and I've got a few more minutes if you need me. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Okay. So, so, te so tell us about it. Uh, what have you been there to see? What's the, what's, what's the highlight for you so far? Uh, actually, the highlight would have been having you here, Matt, because we needed you for your technical expertise. Oh. But that's in the very I'm not having a good day on that front it has to be said so i wouldn't have been much but the used highlight to was this is my third time to this museum and it's an amazing museum I, I i think you can hear the the wonder in my voice as i'm looking around and there, you can't turn without seeing a gorgeous aircraft really? but it's my third time here and i've never been into the space hangar where the shuttle is sitting right there I, I believe it's a discovery i can't remember right now but i've never been in it so brian and i walked here put our stuff down. We're the only ones in the museum. Exciting. And I walk over, and I believe I tweeted a picture of it um, just this morning and was standing in front of the shuttle. And we were the only ones in the room. Wow. And it's just unbelievable. And then we walked past a Gemini capsule. Gemini was a program after Mercury and before Apollo. It's a two-man capsule. And it's tiny. It's the size of a phone booth. And I was imagining what... It was like for Jim Lovell up there with his partner, whose name escapes me right now, sitting in there for 16 days orbiting the Earth and the kind of work that they went through to get us to the program where we are now, where we're starting to land rockets face up. It's just, it's an unbelievable, amazing experience to stand in front of these historic artifact aircraft, a P-47 sitting here like, like the one that crashed in the Hudson River just a few weeks ago, facing a Falk Wolf E-190 next to a Junker tri-motor and a Concorde, all wow. in the same room. As I turn around, I'm looking at these as I'm describing them to you. Plus an F-R-71 and an F-4U Corsair and a P-40 Warhawk. And, and I'm just highlighting a few that come to mind. So it's just a wonderful experience that I was really thrilled to be able to have the opportunity to share with you across the pond and can't wait to uh, be able to meet with you guys in just a few weeks when Brian and I come over and, yeah. and, and, and have that wonderful experience that we all were together and be able to share that all with you together in Farnborough. 
And besides, I want to be able to see Matt looking at an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no fair point. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, but, brilliant. Uh, no, of course, we're celebrating because uh, Tim Peake, our very own astronaut, has literally this morning he, just landed back here in or back on Earth. He just he? came home this morning. Yeah. I was listening to the BBC in my hotel room, and I heard him. I, I heard them announce the whole thing overnight. It just amazing congratulations to tim Peake. no it's fantastic well uh, b- before we let you get back to to what you've got to do michael any, anything else um you, anything else uh, you're, you're looking forward to today well it's it's a long it's a big long day and it's going to be wonderful because we start at 10 in the morning we finish up at uh 3 p.m here then we pack up and then there's a great big meetup at uh, the red robin which is a hamburger place in chantilly and there are going to be all sorts of the airplane geeks that we all know. Uh, Hillel will be there and Ken Krantz and Dave Abbey and, and a bunch of others. And I only wish that you could be here to join us. Oh, oh, we wish fantastic. we were there with you, Micah, yeah. definitely. But uh, we'll, we shall, uh, we'll definitely be have a few beers with you soon Absolutely, in a few yeah. weeks' time. Yeah. yeah. Well, from all of us here in the studio, then, have a fantastic uh, rest of your visit. And we look forward to hearing all about it in your, in your next little... And- one last thing, I just want to say hello to everyone who's in the chat room. I can't see, but I'm pretty sure that Neville's there, and thank him very yeah. much oh, for yeah. helping me connect with you, and Myla in particular, the lovely Myla, who I don't know if she's in her pajamas or not, but I can only hope so. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Indeed. Everyone agrees with you on that one, I think. Uh, yes. I, I just want to say hi, Micah. It's Pip here. Hello. Oh, Pip, I didn't realize you were on. Oh. No, I've just been listening quietly. How are you, sir? Doing very, very well, and... Uh, and and I hope you're going to get a plane talking, uh, rather a um, a, a plane safety posted soon because I drove down from Maine to New Jersey and then New Jersey to down here in D.C., which is 600 miles. I'm caught up on all my podcasts, so I need a new one for the trip back tomorrow. Uh, I'll do my best. I was going to be recording this week. I was just telling the guys I lost my iPad a couple of days ago, so I'm a, a little bit uh, stuffed in that regard. But I swear I was nowhere near your. I swear I was nowhere near your iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody stole it. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. Well, as I say, have a have a fantastic rest of your your time, Michael. We look forward to hearing all about it when you, when you're back in your own little studio. I will try to set up a recording for you fantastic. and send our and obviously obviously, Michael, send all our regards to uh, to all the geeks crew there with you as well. Yeah. Okay. You take care. Yeah. Take care, then, Micah. Thanks. All the Cheers. best. Have fun, Micah. Bye. Bye-bye, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. bye. And we're back. Aha. Hello. Indeed. A little bit of a break there. Indeed. Hopefully Pip's still with us. He's not still uh, munching on his Toblerone. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing at the moment. Is he still eating his Toblerone? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's still it, it was like a family size one. <laughs> oh, we... Hello, his sound's gone. His sound. I know. Oh, oh there he is. He's on mute. He was on <laughs> mute. Panic. He was on mute. Okay, that's Cancel right. Mayday. <laughs> I muted myself. I was, oh, was going to squawk seven six zero zero then. But, yeah. yeah no, the, this is because uh, I've got to f- this into my suitcase as my Father's Aww. Day uh, thing tomorrow. But, but I've, I've eaten it already. <laughs> this is my last bit. Right. Okay. Well done. Yes, it's a proud day. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah. He's going to have to stop at the duty free on the way back home. Isn't well, no, he, he hasn't yeah. got to take it home. He hasn't got to take it home for him. It's his Father's Day present. It's all his. Yeah, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, yeah too, right? own table own. You, yeah, you tell him. Quite no. right. Mm. Now, listen. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is important. Yes, okay. carry on. Belgium 3, Ugh. Ireland 0. Wow, oh dear. Bad news for Ireland. Bad news mm. for Ireland, yeah. 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 Ireland getting a bit Ireland. of a drubbing there, I'm afraid. Indeed, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so so we, no, no less than what we're going to get, I think, next time we no, play. No, I know. But anyway, there we are. 
Uh, so we have some military news. <laughs> we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's to right. Bring it's an yeah, we've got a little bit of military yes. news for you. <laughs> and uh, we've also got just a little bit of chat about uh, what we've got coming up in July uh, with Farnborough and Is stuff. there much going on? Uh, there's a little bit going on, yeah. Is there? Oh, okay, all right. Uh, and, and, yeah, and that's about, that's about at the end of the show, oh, really. Right. Okay, but are you ready right. to do some military news? I am, yes, let's do it. Are you ready, Toblerone? <laughs> I am so ready. Let's go. Let's go. Toblerone too, but uh, judging by the way that this is Jen, Jen's just put in the chat room, but judging by the way that Pippa's merrily munch through that, the chances of us getting any uh, are, are none. I Slim. Think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question, Matt. <laughs> yes, uh oh, here we go. Where's my bit of cake? Your bit of cake? On the oh, 100th episode. Oh, oh, that's a good point. Uh, yes, okay, all right, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well played. Right, well played, oh, Pip. Well played. All right, all right. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll treat you to a pint at Farnborough yeah. if you come there, yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, I've got good. that on, on tape now. Yeah, yeah, I've recorded, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're not taking the caravan this time round, so you're in luck. What uh, I didn't, what I forgot to put at the end of that sentence was water. What? Pint of. No. Yay. No, 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 you, can't, you can't give a very hard-working pilot a glass of water. It's just not the way. No, he shouldn't be drinking either. Well, he's no, a hard-working pilot. No, no, but not, not, in his downtime, he's allowed. Stop it. Stop it, Mr. I operate heavy let's machinery. Let's get on with some military <laughs> news, honestly. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes, so, sorry, yes. the first story for the military news segment this week is yes. on Flight Global. And uh, the headline, Typhoon Weapons Testing on Target for the UK. So the UK's Project Centurion activity is on track to deliver a seamless transition between the UK Royal Air Force's Panavia Tornado GR4 strike aircraft and the multi-role Eurofighter Typhoon later this decade, according to BAE Systems. We're on course, says Andy Flynn, BAE's delivery uh, director for the Centurion and Typhoon projects, uh, set at the company's Wharton final assembly site in Lancashire on the 9th of June. By the end of 2018, the current strike potential of the tornado must have been fully moved to the uh, typhoon, including its use of the MBDA Storm Shadow Cruise Missile. Uh, we'll show you a picture in a moment of that. That's on the uh, aircraft. But uh, in its uh, P2E guise, the Typhoon will be able to deploy the weapon, plus the same supplies Meteor Beyond Visual Range air-to-air -air missile. Further flight testing of both weapons is currently underway. I'd love to know where they do the flight testing for these weapons, you know. Uh, with the final release of the Storm Shadow form, uh, the platform due to be conducted in mid-June uh, to be made. Ah, oh, here we go. To be made over a test range in the Hebrides. Ooh. Blow up some mountains, lovely, yes. <laughs> uh, the Royal Air Force will conduct additional testing from Wharton before work shifts to its Coningsby base in Lincolnshire earlier next year. Entry into service is scheduled for later in 2017 or during 2018, according to BAE. Uh, will with uh, will full capability to follow. The final phase of test work with the Meteor is also scheduled for July. With this to include the latest, uh, the last two uh, development clearance firings with the missile. If I just scroll back up to that top pitch, you'll be able yep. to see uh, that uh, Storm Shadow cruise missile underneath the wing of there we go of the Typhoon. Matt just put up on the screen for yeah, you. That looks uh, it's a rather large missile, that I will have to Indeed. say. Yes, it looks like um, it do some serious damage. 
Yeah. yeah, it's not really it's not really sort of uh, camouflaged that well uh, with a no, typhoon no. in bright yellow. So. <laughs> I think by the time it's there, it's already too late. Camouflage is rather pointless. Well, that's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> okay. So next story is on Flight Global, and it's regarding an aircraft that uh, me and Pip went on last year at oh, Riyadh. Oh, did you? Ooh. Right. Okay. So this is on Flight Global, and it's a picture. We'll show you the picture in a moment because it's very difficult when I'm reading the stories and do that. But uh, planes? Uh, no, not planes. It's not good start. Spain, is it? Spain, even <laughs> Spain's first A400M leaves the paint shop. Man, this is exciting. So, Spain's very first A400M tactical support has been painted at Airbus Defence and Space's San Pablo final assembly site in Seville as the manager conducts preparations for its debut flight within the coming weeks. The Europrop International TP400-D6 powered Atlas serial number MSN, so that's Mike Sierra November 44, is the first of 27 on order for the Spanish Air Force, which has previously said that it will introduce 14 of this number and decide on its plans for the remainder after 2024 due to its current funding issues. I think all countries around the world are currently experiencing those. Airbus says that the airlifter will now undergo ground tests in preparation for its first flight in mid July. Spain will follow France, Germany, Malaysia, Turkey and the UK in introducing the transport, which is also on order for Belgium and Luxembourg. So I should just pop that picture up for you now. And I love it. It's the whole turboprop thing. I just love the whole idea of the of propellers and stuff. I we're so used to seeing jet that engines isn't, these days. one heck of an yeah. aircraft. We were seeing the display, yeah. the uh, A400M displaying mm. uh, last year at Riyadh. Me and Pip uh, were lucky yeah. enough to go on board the aircraft as well, weren't we, Pip? That was uh, quite a... Uh, yeah, it was very a, impressive. But very impressive, yeah. What, 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 what made it sort of stand out from... from uh, for me, it was the head-up display. Right, OK. <laughs> I love the head-up display. Were they demonstrating display. that as well? You could see well, it. Well, no, we, they, we, me and Pip were lucky enough to sit, uh, sit both sit, you know, on the actual flight deck of the aircraft and stuff um, to, to actually listen to, you know, or sit watching stuff on, their, on the aircraft, on the uh, flip-top, uh, on the head-up display. Uh, Pip, there we go. There we go. Matt's just Sorry, I, I lost my headphones there. Lost for his a headphones Sorry, there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we were lucky enough to sit up on the flight deck, and you know, and uh, I think we, we were even allowed to press certain buttons and stuff, weren't we, Pip? We were. We love pressing buttons. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not the red <laughs> one, though, eh? Fiddling with one. knobs. Oh, family show. <laughs> but no, that, uh, they're going to be there again this year at Riyadh. I think there's going to be really? three. There's actually going to be three of these at Riyadh this year. Um, I think there's going to be um, the, the demonstration one. The Royal Air Force and I think the the Germans as well are going to bring one of their one of their uh, 400Ms over as well. Wow, cool! Uh, and it was year. great great to watch the airborne display as well, wasn't it, Carl? Yeah, it was yeah. really uh, it was really, really good. Thing through the air. Yeah. So moving on, the last story for you, Pip. This is this is quite oh. a sad story. I think it's terrible as well. It's um, awful. I've left yeah. this to last because it's it's just it's just not a I can't, story I, I, at all. I genuinely can't believe it. Let's read the story and see. Yeah, what yeah I, I, chat room. You know, I just saw this on Twitter the other day, and it is. You're right. This is um, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I think anyway. So the headline is: RAF cancels Red Arrow's aerobatic display at Farnborough. Boo! I, 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 I genuinely can't. I just can't believe. Yeah, I don't. I can't yeah. fathom it. Come on, give them a big boo, everyone. Boo! Yeah, boo. boo! Everyone in the chat room. Boo! Indeed. Yeah, That's it. It's awful. So the Royal Air Force's BAE Hawks T1 equipped Red Arrows team will not carry out its aerobatic display during 
July's Farnborough Air Show amid concerns surrounding the safety of high-speed displays over populated areas following the fatal crash of a Hawker Hunter at Shoreham Air Show last August. Addressing media in Whitehall on 15th of June, Air Vice Marshal Andy Turner, the RAF's Air Officer Commanding and Chief of Staff for Training, said that while the manoeuvre display will not go ahead, the aircraft will still be appearing at the show. And he says, we've decided that we will no longer conduct a display of the Red Arrows at Farnborough this year, but will conduct a series of fly-pasts, both with other aircraft types and with the display formation itself in the air. Oh, how exciting. Fly-past. In Farnborough, there has been... Uh, let me start that again. In Farnborough, there has been for many years a growth in the urbanisation of the region and some changes to the domestic population, transport infrastructure and some of the businesses, Turner says. This has led us to recalculate what we think is a safe, sensible and appropriate display of the red arrows in this region. And our judgment is that it is no longer tolerable. The UK Civil Aviation Authority imposed tighter restrictions on aerobatic displays following the Shoreham disaster, <clears throat> which killed 11 people. And Turner says the same incident led to the RAF to carry out. Uh, start that again as well. And Turner says the same incident led the RAF to carry out reviewed, refreshed, and revitalised analysis around what we think is the public appetite for such activities, and how this has changed over 50 years since the Red Arrows was formed. Uh, Turner says the analysis was as much about the geographical dispersion of the area as the manoeuvres involved. The Red Arrow's full display involves aircraft passing some 15 feet apart and with a closing speed of around 740 knots between the jets. These also can be as low as 50 to 100 feet above treetop height in front of the crowd. I mean, it is, it's just such a sad story, isn't it? We should just stress, obviously, that it's not the, the, uh, it's not the RAF and it's not uh, the Red Arrows that the, the reason why no, it's basically no. the, the, the enforcement of new CIA rules, essentially. Yeah, as, t um, as uh, Tony S. put in the chat room mm -hmm. as well, it's very true. It is, uh, it's obviously these rules and regulations that have been put in place by the CIA. Mm. But, um, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see just how many air shows this will affect mm. uh, across the UK this year because, obviously, there are a lot of air shows in the UK which are still going ahead, yeah. which do involve um, the aircraft flying I, I've, close to residential I'm, areas. I'm sat here with my fingers crossed because I'm hoping, given where, where Riyadh is based, yeah, I'm hoping yeah. that we will still see a, a, a full... A full show um, when we go next year. When we go, sort of like I think it's the following week, or is it Riyadh? Uh, the first? first, the first show we do is is Riyadh, yeah, yeah, this mm. year, yeah. It's all very, um, it's all very worrying, really. But uh, mm. I mean, it, it is. It's just so sad, isn't it? I mean, and there's such an iconic um, thing. I mean, it's just you know this 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 one incident, if you like. I know it was mm. a horrific incident. There's no two ways about it. Um, but uh, that yeah, I, I hope this is a temporary thing, and in yeah. the coming years will. We'll see them doing their full display again, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, they're saying in the chat room it's, it's the CAA who are dictating this down to them. But mm. honestly, I'm not so sure. I, I'm not um, really familiar with what the new regulations are, mm. but I just think it's just a bit of overkill on everyone's part, on yeah. airshow organisers, uh, the CAA, the Red Arrows, and everyone else within the the airshow industry it just seems to be a bit of a knee-jerk reaction yeah. as you say matt it was a horrible incident at shoreham mm. but you know taken into context of the thousands of air displays that we have in yep. the uk every single yep. year mm. you know how many air shows do the red arrows do each year yeah 
a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there have there have been incidences with the red arrows, but they've in, they've involved training and yeah. they've only really involved themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and honestly, he says here somewhere in the article that uh, you know one of the considerations was the public appetite for such displays. I don't think the public That's appetite nonsense. has waned a single iota. No, no far from it. In the aftermath yeah. of Shoreham. Yeah, absolutely. No, not yeah. at all. Well, and uh, you know, and I can go, I, I can use the figures of of our Facebook feed that whenever there's a story that we post that involves the the red arrows, uh, you know, the interest in it is far greater than anything else that we post. So, mm. you know, I, mm. I, 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 I I'm with you. I, I I disagree. I don't think the appetite has waned one bit for them, frankly. Yeah, and it's a real shame as well with our our American friends coming across. I think we would have all like to have, yeah. have wowed them with. Uh, with the yeah. red arrows and the, yeah, you know, a they are full a, yeah. proper display. They are However, having stunning. said all that, chances are it'll probably be peeing down with rain the whole weekend. Oh, so pip. we wouldn't have seen them anyway. No, no, indeed, absolutely. Yeah. It won't matter. We'll, we, well, if it chucks it down with rain, we'll either be in the media tent or the beer tent. It doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, aircraft? What aircraft? Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're going to we're going to um, on that note on actually, that lightning yeah, actually, but yeah. a bit more a uh, bit more jovial anyway, a bit more happy indeed. Yes. So it's a Patreon fund. We're gonna, just going to uh, mention someone who this week very kindly um, um, made us a oh Pip's dancing. <laughs> Very kindly made, uh, upped his donation, actually, uh, on the Patreon fund. So a mm. massive thank you to uh, York Mola, uh, who very kindly uh, donated an extra dollar to us this, very kind, uh, this yeah, month. Absolutely. So very, very thank you, very much. You, York Mola, very much appreciated indeed. Yeah. And uh, as uh, you guys and girls will know, the uh, Patreon fund does pay for all of our fees for hosting the show and the, and yep. the server fees absolutely. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that we pay to Libsyn uh, as well. Pip will know about Libsyn because yep. he uses them as well, as well as does Jeff. Most people do. Don't uh, they? Most people do, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. also, it's going to cover our costs for going to the air shows this year and hopefully yeah. producing you guys and girls some great content mm. at the show this year, which we've uh, we've invested in a few little uh, interesting bits yeah, of kit. Absolutely, actually. And while while we're talking about the air shows and and that sort of thing, uh, those of you who have listened. Uh, to the APG show uh, this week, in fact, uh, we'll know that there's a very exciting meetup taking place yes. uh, while we're there. So um, I, I, I believe we've got the official word now. We are allowed to say. Well, yeah, which there is was, quite um, exciting. There's been lots of and uh, special thanks to, to, to Neville, Neville for, for this one yeah. as well, and uh, Stuart. Yeah, top off at Nev. Yeah, absolutely. Nev Stuart well and also Nick has also yeah, been doing absolutely. some legwork. Yeah. Uh, Captain Nick. Now yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, I've missed the APG show this week. I'm a bit behind. So do yep. tell us what's going yeah, on. Yeah, go on. Um, so I'm a love Mr. Show, but I have been uh, in yes. contact with. Uh, I'll be listening to uh, APG this week. Ah, it's late um, week, isn't it? Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> but no, I've been speaking to Nev, and um, they've, they've been going around and looking at various venues. And what uh, what we've got is uh, we've got very uh, exciting. A very exciting. Uh, we've got a venue room, like yes. uh, a room at, uh, at um, the venue which which the APG guys are staying mm. at, the Hogback Brewery. Yeah. And uh, we've got a room there which. Uh, We've uh, we've hired um, yeah. for uh, the evening uh, on the. Let me get this right. Uh, we should just say it that, it's, that it's being hired by by um, Captain Jeff. Yeah, Captain fair. Jeff is very kindly yeah. uh, very kindly hired at, uh, as well yeah. uh, for all. Of and us ba- to you. basically, what what what's going to happen essentially is we're going to do a live APG show. Yeah. From this room so if you do want to uh, to come and you're in the Farnborough area then you are essentially more than welcome uh, here we go I'll just call up here, oh, on here. Up, yeah. yeah so we've uh, we've got the um, 
we've got the hall or the uh, hall. I should say the room. We've got the room. Conference Saturday, room. Yeah, Saturday uh, the 16th. Saturday the 16th is the live is 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 the, the live day show. That, the live show essentially. Yeah. Um, we're not 100% sure of times yet because that will depend a little bit on what time we leave. But I don't know. It's gonna it's, be... I think it's going to be late afternoon. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah so late five afternoon. o'clock-ish. Yeah. yeah. So we might have to leave the air show a bit early. Yeah. Yeah. So we're. I mean, me and Matt will be at Farnborough Air Show on the Saturday sort of morning, when, and then we'll we'll come back. Mm. Um, to uh, back to the um, well, back hotel. to the hotel, yeah, and uh, yeah. So Saturday, the Saturday the sixteenth of July. Yeah. As I said, we've got uh, a nice little room yeah. at, uh, the, at the Hogsback Hotel yeah. in Farnham, uh, which is uh, just across just away from Farnborough. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were going to do a live show with uh, with Jeff and all the guys at the ABG. I'm very very excited to be participating in the in their show. Actually, it's going to yes, be really quite exciting. So we we well, I think it's fair to say there'll be a few other uh, surprises on the day and yep. yeah, audience me, participation and that sort of yeah, thing. We, we yeah, we have yeah. we've got a few things uh, which uh, we've got in the pipeline as well um, that involve me taking some equipment that I yeah. use regularly Ooh, oh, for really? other things. <laughs> oh really? Um, <laughs> oh so no! Yeah, just leave be, it out. Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, <laughs> Does that mean I need to t- tighten my vocal cords? Is it? Were? It could yeah. mean you have to tighten your vocal cords. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yes, um, anyway, so that the belt by the sounds of it. Hey, excuse me. It's a li- it's a little looser than it used to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so hats off to to all the guys yeah, who've been absolutely. researching and yeah. looking for that Neville. I know Neville's in the chat room. Yeah. And uh, Neville. Neville's, Neville's well. been absolutely tireless in producing spreadsheets and, yeah, and yeah, stuff absolutely. like that. He's yeah. been an absolute, absolute. But we're very excited. So, awesome so I, I shall be liaising very closely with uh, the legend that is Neville, obviously, um, in regard to how yeah. we get this thing uh, on the air. We're going to sort of, we're going to bring the, the the little PC that you guys very kindly paid and bought for us, yeah. uh, the Patreon donors, so the people that did that, uh, and we're going to, we're going to say that's it. We're going to have a, 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 a mass. Podcast essentially <laughs> with a live audience, which is very exciting. Myla's just put in the chat room that uh, me and Jeff can sing the Coffee Fun song together. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That'd be quite. Yeah, that would be quite. That would be quite terrifying. Yes, so I, I think that the message is for the uh, the folks listening is we'd love to see and Jeff and we the would. gang would love to see, see many as many people, people as there as possible. Can. Yeah, absolutely. And, as, and it would be nice to have an idea of numbers. I don't know if Jeff has put something on his website yet. Yeah. So the best thing to do is go to his website. Yeah. yeah if you go to, to Airline Pilot Guy, uh, just go to his website over there and check yeah. out. He'll be posting some stuff on there soon in regards to sort of exact timings and yeah. and stuff like that. But um, mm. and I think that's the main meetup. But there's almost certainly going to be at least one other meetup yeah. during the week for those who are in the area, possibly yeah. the Friday night. And obviously, we'll have a will there'll be a kind of a, yeah. a, a meetup as such at the show itself because yes, obviously we'll all of course, yeah. us guys will all be there um, on the Saturday and, and me and Matt will be there on the Sunday yeah. as well. So it's, it's, it's uh, all very very exciting. We've got, got yeah. lots of I think we'll try and set up some kind of yeah. APG HQ at the at the air show itself. Yeah. yeah. If uh, maybe yeah. if someone's got a, I don't know if we can put a tent up or something, but uh, <laughs> I've got the plans are <laughs> we've, we've got the, we've got the media center. We can go in the media. Yeah. Center. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, so as I say, basically watch this space. There's lots of exciting things to do. But if you would like to, as I say, if you would like to come, you are going to be in Farnborough. Obviously, we've got you've got the opportunity essentially to not only meet the guys, um, but uh, to be involved in a live broadcast that we're going to do from the hotel. Yeah, um, it's all very very exciting. I'm I'm slightly terrified. Um, because it's coming up soon. Oh, I think it's, it's going to be soon a here. great event. Yeah, I'm going to be there all week. Uh, you guys are going to be there. Ned's yeah. going to be there all week. Yeah, Captain no, Al's going to yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Yeah, is, 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 I hadn't heard. Is Rick 
coming across. Yeah, Rick is coming across. Oh, apparently, yeah, 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 Rick is coming. That's so good. yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Miami Rick. So, yeah. Of course, Mike be... is going to be there. Micah, Brian yeah. from the airplane geeks. Yeah. So ba basically, between myself, um, Carlos, and ne Neville, there's going to be lots of radio mics and and all sorts of things going. Lots, lots of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Lots, lot, lots of uh, okay. lots of lots of uh, mics things. hanging around. Um, and hello. Uh, we, we, myself and Neville have been talking about um, headphone amplifiers and things so that we can yeah. all have earpieces and stuff. And you've got you you're going to have a radio mic and a and a and a, a camera to wander around with. I know. So, it's so it's all going to be very exciting. It's so, and it's all going to be live on YouTube. So yeah. if you can't be there, make sure you're watching. Uh, it'll be it'll be through Jeff's feed, obviously. But yeah. it's going to be we'll great. Put the links, we're we'll all, put the links on our show we, yeah, site. Yeah, so that we're be all going to be there, and it's yeah. going to be great. Anyway, that's really where we must bring episode Ooh. number one. Oh, what, before, what have you forgotten Before now? we go, before we go, um, next week, although oh, I yes. am jetting away, he is, yes. um, we will we're be doing, doing a morning show. show. We'll be doing a morning show next Saturday. We'll be coming yep. up, uh, coming out early in the morning. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock Saturday morning yeah. uh, next week and uh, because I'm flying out to Malta on Sunday. Yes, indeed. Which means the following week from PT UK Studios uh, will be me here. On his probably, own. Probably here on my own. On and own. Carlos will be in Malta the following week. So yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll uh, brace you more for that uh, for next week. Yeah. But that's it. But that next week we'll be here. In we're, the uh, PTUK towers, we're running towers. massively over now. We need to need to wrap up. So I shall. <laughs> so a big thanks then to everyone in the chat room who's joined us today. Massive thanks. There's loads of you in the chat room. Too many to mention. Loads. A couple of new faces in there as well. Uh, so thanks to everyone in the chat room for joining us for episode 117. And a big thank you as well to uh, to Pilot Pip for joining us uh, on the show today. So uh, hats off to you, Pip. Indeed. And Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Of course, Pip. How on earth can they get hold of your marvellous podcast? Where can they find you, Pip? <laughs> well, at the moment, there's no podcast to get hold of. But, but there's a fantastic, there is a fantastic backlog of listening if they haven't yeah, already done it's so. It's so. at uh, www.plainsafetypodcast.com. Excellent. To get hold of our show, obviously you're listening to it, so you're obviously familiar with it already, but it is www.plaintalkinguk.com. Uh, to contact the show directly via email, it is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. We love to get your audio feedback, so please do send that in to us. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk, and our Twitter handle is at plaintalkinguk. And don't forget, Pip. Please do release an episode this week because I, I uh, need something. I need something. Yeah. At work. He's on late. Well, He's on late. I, had I not lost my iPad, I would yes. have been doing it right now. But uh, we'll just do it on a tape. So we're we're grateful on it's, a cassette. It's the kind listeners. Yeah. I mean, they bought you a laptop. If they uh, if they want to buy me a nice new MacBook right. Air, <laughs> I'd be appreciative. Yes, no, indeed. They, yes. Oh, oh dear. This right. All part of the fun. Right. That's it, ladies and gents. Thanks very I'm much serious. for listening. We will. <laughs> He's actually serious. He is actually serious. Pip, give us a Pip, give us a wave. Wave goodbye to everyone Bye everyone in the chat room thanks for listening <laughs> uh, and from me and matt here in the ptuk towers in the wonderful county of suffolk in indeed, the uk absolutely it, it is, is time to say goodbye, goodbye. Bye.